Well, praise the Lord. It's wonderful to be in his house today. Please turn in your Bibles to the book of Hebrews, chapter 2. Hebrews chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. Therefore, we must give the more earnest heed to the things we have heard, lest we drift away. For if the word spoken through angels proved steadfast, and every transgression and disobedience received a just reward, how shall we escape? If we neglect so great a salvation, which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord and was confirmed to us by those who heard him, God also bearing witness both with signs and wonders, with various miracles and the gifts of the Holy Spirit according to his own will. For he has not put the world to come, of which we speak in subjection to angels, But one testified in a certain place, saying, What is man that you are mindful of him, or the son of man that you take care of him? You have made him a little lower than the angels. You have crowned him with glory and honor and set him over the works of your hands. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him, He left nothing that is not put under him. But now we do not yet see all things put under him, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things, and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. I know I need a captain. The captain of salvation. Mankind can't chart these waters alone. You know, we try and manage. We claim moments of success. We claim progress. And yet, without a captain, the captain, the outlook in reality is grim. There is only one hope of sailing in this life, through this life, and on to glory, eternal life, and his name is Jesus, the captain of salvation. We pick up another translation, but we see Jesus, beginning at verse 9 who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that through the grace of God he might taste death for all. Thank you, Lord. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things, 
who had brought many children into glory to perfect the author of their salvation by his passion. For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. For which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name to my brethren in the midst of the church. In the midst of the church will I praise thee. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, behold, I and my children whom God hath given me. Therefore, because the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself in like manner hath been partaker of the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the empire of death. That is to say, the devil. And might deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to servitude. For nowhere doth he take hold of the angels, but of the seed of Abraham he taketh hold. Wherefore it behoved him all things, in all things, to be made like unto his brethren, that he might become a merciful and faithful high priest before God, that he might be a propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that wherein he himself hath suffered and been tempted, he is able to succor them also that are tempted. I need a captain. You need a captain. The captain of salvation, and we personalize it, the captain of our salvation, of my salvation. I cannot handle the navigation on my own. And even if he gives me the helm for a while, I need his guidance. We need his guidance or we are lost at sea. He knows our vessel. And he may ask us at times to cast things overboard. You may ask us at times to scrub the deck. Whatever the orders be, I must let him captain. This is the design of the Lord. Now, Jesus Christ was briefly humbled. His time on earth was a time of humility. We know by way of the scriptures that he set aside certain privileges. His time on earth was a time of servanthood. And while Jesus was on earth, God in flesh, he served the will of his captain, his heavenly father. He followed his captain's lead. He adhered to the mission. He stayed true and he charted his course. He didn't turn to the right or to the left. He followed hard to the end, obeying all orders. He surrendered his will and chose the will of his captain. He sailed the sea of humanity in perfect manner. Jesus was briefly humbled. I asked today, Shall we captain our own life, our own way, chart our own course, 
choose our own manner. One thing is sure, there is only one captain of salvation. There's no other. We only have two options in this life. The Lord Jesus is our captain or the devil, the enemy of our souls. And if we choose to captain our own life, we have chosen the enemy's side. The captain, the author, the perfecter of salvation. If we don't let him captain, how else will the story read right? How else will the chapters read right? How else will things be and come to perfection? The success of voyage. Listen to these words, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. He tasted death for all, for those that receive him and for those that reject him. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. People of God, our captain is perfect. All his ways, perfect. He was perfect. And he was made perfect through sufferings. But we see Jesus. And what an example. What a call. What a hope and expectation and what a comfort. Shall we, Captain, our own life? And what of our salvation? Our Christianity, there's only one captain. I share these words, precious truth concerning our Lord Jesus Christ and his people. First, here is a high enterprise, the bringing of many sons unto glory. In the second place, this enterprise is being carried out by an ordained captain. There is a captain of our salvation through whom the many sons are to be brought to glory. And thirdly, we are to notice the becoming work of the Father upon him who is captain. For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things in bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. The ordained captain. God intends to bring many sons unto glory, but he means to do it by the hand of a chosen captain, greater than Joshua, who will fight for his people, 
and conduct them safely into the Canaan of glory. The word here translated captain is in another place rendered author and in yet another passage prince. In fact, it is translated twice prince. But I feel perfectly satisfied to take the term as our authorized version gives it and to say that the Lord God leads his people. The Lord our God leads his people unto glory by a captain. He might have done it, If so, it had pleased him by his own power and might apart from the mediator. But he has not done so. He has ordained everything by the hand of a mediator. And it is an essential part of his arrangement of the whole system of grace that the Father should work by the Son to bring the many sons to glory, that the Son should bring them there by being the captain in their midst representing him amongst men, being clothed with his power, affecting his divine purpose for them. God will bring no sons to glory except through this captain. None may ever hope to enter glory except by Christ Jesus. He himself has said, I am the way, and he is the only way. Therefore, woe be to those Woe be to those who refuse to come unto God by him. God will bring all his sons to glory, but it must be by the captain whom he has ordained. Let us think for a little while what a captain is and what a captain has to do. For that will help us to understand the office and work of the captain of our salvation. Jesus Christ is the ordained captain. There is no other, no other. Toss overboard every imposter. Rid your vessel of such. George Whitefield said, Dare, dare, my dear brethren in Christ, to follow the captain of your salvation, who was made perfect through sufferings. Dare, dare to follow him. Ever played truth or dare? Here now both are presented. I tell you that Jesus Christ is the truth. And if you were to answer, the only truthful answer would echo the same. And if we could hear the Spirit today, I dare you. I dare you to follow Him. You see, only the committed, the zealous, the faithful, the brave, the courageous, the humble, the holy, follow Him. They have chosen, and they choose their captain, come hell or high water. They're that committed. They're that serious. They're that sold out. They are that surrendered, even unto death. They understand how serious this is. This is not a game. Who is steering your ship? Even if your hands be about the task, who's captaining your life? Are we trying to captain our own salvation? 
So there's a battle in this life. A battle going on every day. A battle for you. A battle for me. A battle for our vessel. A battle for our children that the fleet of either side increase. Now the good news is the gospel of Jesus Christ. This is the hope we have. The message of the captain of salvation. The words of William Gurnall, God himself underwrites your battle and has appointed his own son, the captain of your salvation. We can't win this battle without him. It's simply impossible. It's the fool's way to try and captain one's own life. It's definitely the fool's way to try and captain one's own salvation. For there is only one ordained to captain salvation. And if I choose him as the captain of my salvation, I must take orders, fall in line, live in such a manner to bring him glory and honor. Not just choose some orders, choose them all. Hebrews chapter 2, beginning of verse 9, the New King James Version. But we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, might taste death for everyone. For it was fitting for him, for whom are all things and by whom are all things, in bringing many sons to glory, to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For both he who sanctifies and those who are being sanctified are all of one. For which reason he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare your name to my brethren. In the midst of the assembly, I will sing praise to you. And again, I will put my trust in him. And again, here I am and the children whom God has given me. Inasmuch then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death, that is, the devil, and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. For indeed he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things, he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. 
You know, it's hard to believe that I'm called his child. What a wonder. It's hard to believe the captain is showing mercy and grace. It's hard to believe I've not been made to walk the plank. It's hard to believe I've not been thrown overboard. His desire is to lead us to glory. It's hard to believe that he's not ashamed of us. That's what the text says. The captain of our salvation gives aid to the seed of Abraham. That's his heart. That's what he's seeking to do. Listen, the text, for indeed he does not give aid to angels, but he does give aid to the seed of Abraham. Therefore, in all things he had to be made like his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make propitiation for the sins of the people. For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. We all face tempting in this life. We all face temptation. And the good news is there is a captain that is able to aid us. Hebrews 2.18, reading from the NLV, because Jesus was tempted as we are and suffered as we do, he understands us. He understands you. And he is able to help us when we are tempted. And what of suffering and testing? The NLT, since he himself has gone through suffering and testing, he is able to help us when we are being tested. The message paraphrase, it's obvious, of course, that he didn't go to all this trouble for angels. It was for people like us, children of Abraham, that's why he had to enter into every detail of human life. Then when he came before God as high priest to get rid of the people's sins, he would have already experienced it all himself. All the pain, all the testing, and would be able to help where help was needed. He is wonderfully able to help us. Choose him as your captain. And if you've chosen him as your captain, serve him till the end. No matter the season, serve him till the end. Do you have a captain? Do you have the captain? You know, we need him for all types of waters. We need him for all seasons of life. We need him when the horizon is clear, and we need him when the horizon is ridden with rogue vessels. 
some terms concerning those that might serve a captain. You know, I'd gladly be a gunner for the captain. That's a leader of a small man group, one who operates the artillery. They watch for the safety of their man and usually aim the cannons themselves. History writes of those that were powder monkeys, a young man who assists gun crews, one who performs the most dangerous work on a ship. What does he need? What does the captain need? Someone to hoist sails? Someone to wait on officers and passengers? You know, I hear the words of Psalm 84, verses 1 and 2, How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Verses 5 to 7, blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Choose the captain of salvation, the ordained captain. Verse 10, for a day in your courts is better than a thousand I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. Verses 11 and 12, For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. I need a captain. You know, I'm more aware of my need every day. Christ is the master of my fate. Christ is the captain of my soul. And here lies the choice. Kind God has given us choice. Shall I captain my own life? Shall I try and captain my own salvation? Here lies the choice one might side with and cry as Invictus. These are his words. Out of the night that covers me, black is the pit from pole to pole. I thank whatever gods may be for my unconquerable soul. In the fell clutch of circumstance, I have not winced nor cried aloud. Under the bludgeonings of chance, my head is bloody but unbowed. Beyond this place of wrath and tears looms but the horror of the shade. And yet the menace of the years finds and shall find me unafraid. It matters not how straight the gate, 
how charged with punishments the scroll. I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul. Here lies the choice. One might cry as this fool cried. Or one might cry for a captain. Art thou in truth? Then what of him who bought thee with his blood, who plunged into devouring seas and snatched thee from the flood, who bore for all our fallen race that none but him could bear, the God who died that man might live and endless glory share? Of what avail thy vaunted strength apart from his vast might? Pray that his light may pierce the gloom, that thou mayest see aright. Men are as bubbles on the wave, as leaves upon the tree. Thou captain of thy soul, forsooth, who gave that place to thee. Free will is thine, free agency, to wield for right or wrong. But thou must answer unto him, to whom all souls belong. Bend to the dust that head unbowed, small part of life's great whole, and see in him and him alone the captain of thy soul. We've all been bought, but we must choose to bow. He paid the price for all of humanity. He paid the price for every sinner that's rejected him and chosen to captain their own life. For everyone who sailed their own way, their own vessel right into hell. He paid the price. For all those alive today, he's paid the price. Are we trying to captain our own life? Our own salvation? We all need the captain. You know, he's still bringing sons and daughters to glory. And this work, this mission, this conquest will continue until the final day. Hear these words, so it is. When all is said and done, when all the legions of the ages have passed in review, when man's terrible inhumanity to man has been chronicled, when God's great love for his children has been measured, then above all stands the lone figure of Jesus Christ the Redeemer of the world, the Savior of mankind, the living Son of the living God, the Prince of Peace, the Holy One. At the end of it all, the captain shall stand, and those whom he captained shall reign with him.
2 Timothy 2, verse 12, if we endure. Note the word. Many forces in this life that would come to break endurance. Have us at some point crack. Pressures, trials, temptations, seasons of life, rogue vessels, rough waters. To have us reject the captain. To fail and fall from serving and following him the way we should. Is he Lord of our life? I just recently heard one say, very simple, these two words, they don't fit together. No, Lord. If he's Lord, it must be yes. If we endure, we shall also reign with him. If we deny him, he also will deny us. Let's have the worship team return today. Daniel 7, verse 18, the saints of the Most High shall receive the kingdom and possess the kingdom forever, even forever and ever. Daniel 7, 27, his kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Revelation 5, verse 9, and they sang a new song saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation. Focus on the big picture. Life is a blink. Eternity is for eternity. We're so focused on this life. Live, but don't abuse the living. Don't reject the captain. Don't neglect the captain of salvation. Don't try and captain your own life or your own salvation that you might have an easier way. That's the lie. Revelation eleven fifteen. then the seventh angel sounded. And there were loud voices in heaven saying, the kingdoms of this world have become the kingdoms of our Lord and of his Christ. And he shall reign forever and ever. Praise the Lord. 
for the ordained captain. Do not neglect salvation. If he isn't our captain, we should fear death, for we are subject now to bondage. Is there the fool's attempt at mutiny or this foolish way? The captain shall stand and hear the choice lies. Choose today whom you will serve. As for me and my house, I'll serve the Lord. If you've chosen him as your captain and you need help today, he's ready to help to bring aid and give aid to the seed of Abraham. Whatever you need, trust the captain of your salvation, the captain of your life. Let's stand today. As we close this morning, if you need prayer for anything, the altar is always open. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, today choose him. As captain of your life, and take him as the captain of your salvation. Lord, we surrender all to you.